What is up, everybody? This is Ryan with the Scale Up Show. I should say Ryan Staley, but you you guys and gals know me by now. You know who I am. You know where I'm coming from. So today, we are going to talk about not the pandemic, but a tragic situation that I see happening all over the place. And basically, it's companies throwing people at problems. And so... What's really interesting is I'm going to talk today about how to exponentially grow without adding people. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. What is up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley with The Scale-Up Show. Today... I'm going to walk you through how to exponentially grow without adding any people. And this is timely because there are massive shortages of quality people. And it's the number one focus area that I hear. It's like, I can't hire enough good people. I can't find enough good people to hire these positions. So it got me thinking, okay, how can I provide value to you, the listener? And it all comes down to a couple things. I should say three areas that I thought of that enable you to double revenue just just from three moves. And so I wanted to talk you through those today. I think they scale year over year. And I, I've done these in my business in big areas. I've done these in micro areas. And you're going to start to see exponential changes that are improvements, I should say, to your business if you do this. Okay. So let, let me just jump right into it because this is one of the short episodes. And the key thing is, You can't be efficient unless you are effective first. You can't be efficient unless you are effective first. I want you to write that down, okay? The other thing, and I got to credit Chris Beal for this. I interviewed Chris Beal from Connect and Sell. It's going to be an episode coming up soon if it it isn't already published. And he's like, don't scale the suck. (laughs) Don't scale the suck, okay? I love that. I don't know about you, but I think it's freaking amazing. And the reason why is, and I see this, people were founders or CEOs leading companies try and throw people at a problem too early when they don't have the first step nailed down. And so, so basically like if we're relating this to sales, it's essentially like saying, okay, I'm in grammar school right now and I want to next year, I want to start playing in football. I'm in grammar school football. I'm in eighth grade and I want to go straight from grammar school football to college. And I want to start playing at a Division I college SEC school, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. However, people make the same mistake for their business all the time. And the thing that's tragic about it is it causes people to fail and go bankrupt in a really fast rate. And so I'm seeing this trend, and then I'm also seeing everyone's focus on it. So I'm like, okay, what are the three moves? And so I'm going to walk you through those because if you do it, if you try and scale the suck, and you just try and throw money at the problem, i.e. people most of the time will do this. Founders will do this with VC money. They're like, if I just get the VC money, I could throw that, that's gonna fix everything. But if you can't turn $1 into $10, how are you gonna turn 1 million into 10 million, right? It's pretty simple math. Okay, the other thing is is people. And you know what you'll see is that with people, you know, just, if, if it's not completely dialed in, you know, you don't have the SOPs or the playbooks nailed down that's repeatable, then throwing at throwing a person at it that, that has half the expertise, if you're a founder or if you're a revenue leader, 
in that area can't just pick up and take over and then kill it. And most of the time they don't have the, the, the interest or drive level that you have either. So as a founder, as a revenue leader, this is going to absolutely kill you. Okay. And last is tech. And I live through this. Okay. I li- actually, I live through the people and the tech and essentially our, I work for a company where they're going to rename, name, remain nameless. And this company, essentially, they, they, they got a bunch of money. And they're like, we're going to grow. We're going to grow. They kept adding companies. And then what happened is they threw people at problems. And basically, they threw tech on top of processes that absolutely sucked. So what happened is, as they scaled, so did the size of their problems. The problems got bigger as they continued to grow. Okay. So here's, here's three things on the revenue side that you could do, and they're ultra simple. However, sometimes most people are working in the business instead of on the business. And so these three areas are super, super easy. Okay. So with sales, these are, these are three key metrics you should always, 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 always be looking at. And if you don't look at this, I think monthly, um, but here, let's go through this. So the number one is conversions, right? So if you're looking at conversions and This could be holistically, look at the entire conversions, like for all the stages of the sales process. And a lot of times just, just making an increment, just making an improvement in one stage could double your revenue. So for example, if, if you're, you know, you're, you're selling software, you're selling SaaS, right? And I could, I could do an example with managed services too, but if you're, if you're selling SaaS and basically your demo conversion rate is 20%, and you double that to 40% going to the next stage and you get your, your sales team to consistently do it, that'll double revenue without adding a single person or headcount, right? Um, and now granted, you're eventually gonna need to add more customer success people because you're getting so many more clients, but that's one example. You know, so that could be at the demo stage or, you know, same thing. If you're closing at 7% at, at from, with, the, with your closing process or even 20% and you double that, same thing, it doubles revenue. You don't need any more leads. You don't need any more people. And so it's super simple, okay? So that's on the conversion side. So what I would do is look at it holistically, you know, what it is from, from first initial meeting to close. And then you chop it up and look at the individual pieces. And like I said, you don't even need to double the percentage or the, you don't even need to double the conversion. If you just incrementally improve multiple percentages, then you'll double your revenue. Okay. So that's on the, that's on the uh, conversion side. Okay. Next one. And this is one is so often overlooked, so often overlooked. And I don't get why, but people don't remember that they have a need for speed. And so what I mean by that is, you know, if your sales process is, is, 12 months or nine months for a really large deal, multi-million dollar deal, a couple hundred thousand dollar deal. What I see is, is most folks don't take the time to think through what would happen if I, if I cut the time in half or how do I make that a reality? Okay, write that down. How do I make that a reality to cut our sales cycle in half? And what you'll see is you look at it holistically. Most people, once again, look at it holistically and they'll say, okay, I have a 12-month a sales cycle. And they just take it as gospel that that's just what it is. There's nothing you can do. You can't speed it up. The prospect just takes that long. Okay, so that's that's one thing that's interesting. However, what I've noticed too is usually there's one or two steps 
that massively slow things down, okay? Usually there's massively, or I'm sorry, one or two steps that massively slow things down. You know, for example, if you are in the proposal stage, what I'll see is inexperienced founders, salespeople, you know, even revenue leaders who don't pay, pay close attention to this, they'll have their team or, like I said, if you're a founder selling, they'll get to the proposal stage and they'll just send the proposal over. Or they'll send the proposal over and lock down the next step. Or they'll send the proposal over to a low-level person because they're going to bring it uh, and run it by a few people. And, and so what happens is if you look at the speed by stage, you'll see that that stage of like a nine-month sales cycle might take six months, which I know seems absolutely ridiculous, but this happens all the time. So then, you know, that's your, that's, that's your key focal point. If you could drop that, that six-month sales cycle in a nine-month process, you know, down to two, that's four months you're shaving off every single deal. Maybe it's say it's you you, you knock it down to whatever one, a month and a half. That's four and a half months. You basically cut the entire time to close the deal from nine months to four and a half months. Okay. The beautiful thing about doing that is just by 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 addressing that choke point and creating an audible to overcome that. What you'll do is you will think about it. Same amount of resources. And you'll close. You'll basically close deals in half the amount of time. You just shorten the time it takes to close that. You double revenue, right? You don't need to add people. You just double revenue. Okay. So that, that's the second one. And then last but not least, and and this one is so often overlooked. It's selection. Selection is the last one. So we got we got conversion, speed, and selection. Conversions, speed, and selection. And selection is. You know, Tim Her or Tim Ferriss brings this up in his book, Four Hour Work Week, which is all about like not losing your freedom and working. How do you work only four hours a week and get the same results as if you work 40 hours a week? That's like the premise of the book. And it's got the whole laptop lifestyle and outsourcing. So a lot of great components in there. Some of it, you know, translates to the corporate world. Some of it does not, right? or company level, right? That might, some of it's entrepreneurial, but it's, it's a good book overall. And, and so if you're looking at that, you know, one of the things that comes up a lot is, is, and, and I look at this is the 80, 20 rule, right? The Pareto principle, 20% of your customers create 80% of your revenue. 20% of what you do creates 80% of your output. You know, 20% of the people produce 80% of the results. Okay, so if those principles hold true, and I've looked at the data, they hold true with revenue. Sometimes it's even more skewed. It's crazy. But from working with clients, that's one of the areas. So it's like, how do you take the top, you know, the top 20%? Like, think of it, most people will look at, or founders or companies or revenue leaders will look at their, what they call as their ICP, which is their ideal customer profile. And they'll look at it and say, okay, this is who it is. This is who we're going after. However, that's where the process is broken because in an ongoing manner, they don't keep looking at, okay, what are our, our five biggest wins? What are our five biggest losses? And what are the five fastest deals? And what you'll see are trends and patterns in there that will identify how just by who you target, who you reach out to, whether it's outbound or market your message to, will truly, truly, truly influence what happens at a huge level that goes through your sales process. And so just that last tip. I've seen it 
basically 100x deal sizes. Uh, we did that actually with the company I'm in. I, I worked in and, and, and created a unit for that. I helped that with customers and, 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 and go through and work through that process. And last but not least, what it does is it, it makes it easier to be competitors. The deal size goes up massively. And then it also helps with speed and conversions. So it's like a catch-all. It's absolutely beautiful. So wanted to walk through that with you today. I hope this was useful for you. Write it down. Like I said, those big three. Hey, I want to double revenue next year. What do I do? Look at those big three, okay? Look at those big three. And you know, if you need help, ping me on it. I'll, I'll DM me on LinkedIn, shoot me an email. I'll be more than happy to help you. That's one of the things I do. But anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.